0: Welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am thrilled that you are joining me today. Have you been wondering if there is any economic relief for businesses without applying for a loan? This episode is for you. I'm going over three tax credits and one tax deferral that are available due to the coronavirus pandemic. I chose this topic because it's a noisy world out there, and these are some crazy times. And you may have missed the news about benefits you qualify for between all of the coronavirus updates and the healthcare precaution instructions. I know that you want to take advantage of every benefit the government and the IRS will provide so you can maximize your cash flow right now when it's most needed. I know I'd rather play games on my phone or scroll Instagram than research tax stuff. By the way, if you're on Instagram, I'd love to connect. I'm at Abby Nerderman, A-B-B-Y-N-E-R-D-E-R-M-A-N. But anyway, unlike you, I'm in the accounting industry and it would be remiss for me not to stay current on the latest tax updates. So why learn about these tax benefits? You might be able to keep more money in your business without even knowing it. If you're thinking, Abby, I already have an accountant. I don't need to worry about this stuff. I would say to you, That it's really your responsibility to understand your business and your taxes. And you should take ownership of your obligations. First understanding it for yourself and then by going to your accountant for confirmation instead of waiting for them to be proactive. The coronavirus is going on right now. The economy is in flux right now. You shouldn't have to wait until April 2021 tax season to learn that you qualify for a tax credit that you could have benefited from right now. So, today I'm going to go over the three tax credits and one tax deferral that the government and the IRS are providing to business owners and self employed individuals right now. But first, a quick disclaimer this episode should in no way be taken as tax advice. This is free information for you to do what you will with. So please confirm that these situations apply to you and your unique situation with your personal tax preparer before taking action. All right, so the first credit I'm going to review with you is called the Employee Retention Credit. The Employee Retention Credit is designed to encourage businesses to keep employees on their payroll. It helps make sure that workers aren't forced to choose between their paychecks and public health measures needed to combat COVID-19. The refundable tax credit is 50% of up to $10,000 in qualified wages paid by an eligible employer whose business has been financially impacted by COVID-19. So, let's unpack that a little bit more. We have 50% of up to $10,000 for qualified wages. First, what it means by qualifying wages is that it is based on the average number of full-time employees in 2019. So, if the average is fewer than 100, the credit is based on wages paid to all employees regardless if they worked or not. Now, if that 2019 full-time employee average is more than 100, the credit is allowed only for wages paid to employees for the time they did not work. Now, the amount of qualified wages for which an eligible employer may claim this credit doesn't include the amount of qualified sick and family leave wages for which the employer received credits under the Family's First Coronavirus Response Act, otherwise known as FFCRA. And I'm going to talk more about that here in a minute. So who's eligible for this employee retention credit? This credit is available to all employers, regardless of size, including tax-exempt organizations. Now, these businesses must have experienced an economic hardship due to COVID-19. There are only two exceptions, state and local governments and their instrumentalities in small businesses who take small business loans under the Paycheck Protection Program. So if you're either one of those, then you're out for the employee retention credit. Now, qualifying employers must fall into one of two categories. Number one, the employer's business is fully or partially suspended by government order due to COVID-19. And two, the employer's gross receipts are below 50% of the comparable quarter in 2019. So we're going to compare 2020 quarter two to 2019 quarter two and so on and so forth. And if you're scratching your head for a second wondering what in the world are gross receipts, that is the IRS's way of saying income. So All the revenue, all the sales uh, that you made during the time period, gross receipts is equal to income. So once the employer's gross receipts go above 80% of the comparable quarter in 2019, they no longer qualify after after the end of that quarter. So employers will calculate these measures each calendar quarter to see if they still qualify for the employee retention credit. With this credit, you must retain all supporting documentation to substantiate your claim, which is always good bookkeeping practice anyway. You are supposed to keep your employment tax records for at least four years. Now, if you want to know more about how long you should be keeping your records, I do have another episode for that. I believe it was episode number four, and I will link to it in today's show notes, which you can find at goldenratiobookkeeping.com forward slash zero three three. Okay, how can you claim this employee retention credit? Beginning in 2020 quarter two, Employers can claim this credit by reporting the qualified wages and related health care costs on their Form 941, which is something that you're going to do anyway if you're an employer. And then you can receive the credit by reducing the amount of the tax to deposit by the amount of the credit that you qualify for. If the amount of the credit exceeds how much you owe on your form 941. Then you got to file an extra form and it's form 7200. That's the employee retention credit and it is to help employers keep employees on their payroll and make sure that workers aren't forced to choose between their job and staying safe and staying at home. The next two credits I'm going to cover in tandem. They are the paid sick leave credit and the family leave credit. They are very related, so I'm gonna speak to each together. Now, the purpose of the paid sick leave credit is designed to allow business to get a credit for any employee who is unable to work, including telework or virtual work or remote work, whatever you wanna call it, is designed to allow a business to get a credit for any employee who's unable to work because of the coronavirus quarantine, or maybe they self-quarantine, or they have coronavirus symptoms and they are seeking, seeking medical diagnosis. Now, an employer can also receive a credit for employees who are unable to work due to caring for someone with coronavirus, or caring for a child because the child's school or place of care is closed, or if the paid child care provider is unavailable to do so due to the coronavirus. I know that was kind of a lot. So the paid sick leave credit is to give employers a credit for employees that are experiencing sickness and having to take time off due to coronavirus. And then the family leave credit is to give employers a credit when their employees have to take time off to care for their family due to coronavirus. The amount that you can qualify for for this credit is 100% reimbursement for paid leave plus health insurance costs are also included in the credit. When an individual is taking paid sick leave, then those employees are entitled to paid sick leave for up to 10 days or 80 hours. And this is at the employee's regular wage rate and it goes up to $511 per day and $5,110 in total. Now, going on to more of the family leave, when a employee needs to use paid sick time for to take care of family, then those employees are entitled to paid sick leave for up to two weeks or 80 hours, at two thirds their normal wage or rate of pay, and up to $200 per day and $2,000 in total. Now, employees are also entitled to paid family and medical leave, not just sick leave, but family and medical leave, and that is equal to two-thirds of the employee's regular wage, up to $200 per day, and $10,000 in total. So up to 10 weeks of qualifying leave can be counted toward the family leave credit. Now, who is eligible for the paid sick leave credit and the family leave credit? Businesses with fewer than 500 employees. Now, there is some fine print. Employers who have fewer than 50 employees are eligible for an exemption from the requirements to provide leave to care for a child whose school is closed or child care is unavailable in cases where the viability of the business is threatened. So let me say that again. Employers with fewer than 50 employees where the viability of their business is threatened can get an exemption from those requirements to provide leave to, in, to employees who need to care for a child whose school is closed or whose child care has become unavailable. So how you claim it is just like the employee retention credit. Employers can be immediately reimbursed for this credit by reducing the required deposits of payroll taxes that have been withheld from employees wages by the amount of the credit. Eligible employers will report their total qualified wages and the related health insurance costs for each quarter on their quarterly Form 941, beginning with Quarter 2. And if the employer's employment tax deposits are not sufficient to cover that credit, then you can receive an advance payment from the IRS by submitting Form 7200, and that's called the advance payment of employer credits due to COVID-19. So that covers the three big credits and we just wrapped up the paid sick leave credit and the family leave credit and we previously talked about the employee retention credit. So that leaves one more tax benefit that I want to talk to you about today and that is the social security tax deferral. Now the purpose of this is to allow employers and self-employed individuals to delay payments on their social security taxes owed. If you're an employer, you can defer the full amount that's owed for Social Security. For self-employed individuals, you can defer up to 50% of the amount owed. All employers may defer the deposit and the payment of the employer's share of the Social Security tax. However, employers that receive the PPP loan or PPP money cannot defer their social security taxes they can defer for up to the period until their lender determines that their loan was forgiven and at that point in time they must immediately start depositing their social security taxes owed self-employed individuals may defer the payment of 50 percent of the social security tax on net earnings from self-employment at home This deferral became available starting on March 27th, and it goes through the end of this year, December 31st of 2020, and it applies to all deposits and payments of the employer's share of the Social Security tax. Now, you will eventually have to pay these taxes back to the IRS. The deferred deposits of the employer's share of the Social Security tax must be deposited by the following dates. And you must pay in a timely manner. Otherwise, you will end up getting a failure to deposit penalty. So the first deadline is December 31st, 2021. So at the time of this recording, that's almost a year and a half away. And at that point in time, 50% of the deferred amount will become due. The remainder will be due on December 31st of 2022. So you got almost two and a half years there to finish off paying those deferred payments. First, we talked about the employee retention credit, which encourages business to, businesses to keep employees on their payroll so that workers aren't forced to choose between their job and public health safety measures. Then we talked that, talked about the paid sick leave credit, which is designed to allow businesses to get a credit credit for any employee who is unable to work because of the coronavirus quarantine or has symptoms of coronavirus. And then similarly, we talked about the family leave credit that allows employers to receive a credit for employees who are unable to work due to caring for someone else with coronavirus or if uh, they're taking care of a child because their child's school or place of care has been closed. And then lastly, we talked about the Social Security tax deferral, which allows employers and self-employed individuals to delay payments on Social Security taxes owed. So now I want you to determine if you are eligible for some of these tax benefits. Make sure you head on over to the show notes, where I have links to all of the IRS pages on these tax breaks. You can find that at goldenratiobookkeeping.com forward slash 033. You'll be able to find even more information on the details for all of these and more. If you don't take the time to understand how you can benefit from these coronavirus tax benefits, that can mean missing out on cash that you could have in your bank account right now. Taking the time to understand if you qualify now will result in you being able to take action to claim your credits or delay payment, which means more money right now. These coronavirus measures are meant to help alleviate the current economic hardship today, not later. So now that we're at the end of the episode, you should have a basic understanding of three available tax credits and one tax deferral for coronavirus relief. I hope you come back for the next episode because I'm reviewing some of the tech tools that I can't run my business without. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured in a listener shout out in a future Cash Clarity episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.